Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, I give you power. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. My name's Alex, and beside me is the wonderful Owen, and we are the only Arcade Fire podcast on the internet, and we talk about every single Arcade Fire song alphabetically. If this is your first time joining us, if you're a big I Give You Power Mavis Staples fan, and you came for this one specifically, welcome. So, shock, awe, surprise, confusion, we're out of order. If you're just scratching your head saying... No, no, you're out of order. <laughs> <laughs> the whole system's out of... The whole podcast's out of order. Yeah. And that's what Wynn said when Wynn said that, oh, he did that reverse alphabetical. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. He said, he said reverse alphabetical, not random. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still out of order, though. Yeah. Just a different out of... Anyway, um, so did we skip over Here Comes the Nighttime 1 or Here Comes the Nighttime 2? Did we just plumb forget about them? No. We have a scheduling conflict. We have a guest coming on for Here Comes the Nighttime 1, and so we moved it to next week due to a scheduling context, but context. conflict. <laughs> but fear not. We'll be back next week with Here Comes the Nighttime 1, and then the following with 2, and then back in the order of I'm sleeping in a submarine, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of guests, and at first we didn't really know how we were going to handle it, but then we decided that we love guests. You love guests, Owen? Someone take the pressure off me, you know? Yeah. Um, if you want to be on the show, let us know. Uh, we have we think about two ways. One, if you don't actually want to talk on the show, but you want to talk about yourself, send us a blurb and your relationship with the song and the band or, you know, any other Arcade Fire things you want us to talk about, and we'll read it on the air. Uh, if you do want to come on the air, you could answer all those questions, but on the show, kind of similar to how we house had Stowe and, and Guy. Stowe was on two last episode or two episodes ago for Half Light 1, and Guy was on for Everything Now Continued. And both of them kind of had the very special relationships with the song you were talking about. And so if you think you have a very special relationship to a song, uh, let us know and we'll maybe call you in and talk about that relationship. Um Believe me, your social media followers can increase by tens. <laughs> yeah, we do have, there is a like a group of about 10 to 12 listeners on Twitter who regularly kind of talk to us and each other. And I, I really like that. Hey, everyone. Um, we probably not going to have any full lyric analysis guests in a while because we like to space those out relatively. And we're kind of booked for those until December. So maybe in the new year, if there's one that's coming up eventually that you really like and think that you have a really good reason for while why you can analyze, you know, let us know and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get back to you. So everyone who in the beginning said that they think they'd like to be a guest, but we didn't know how to handle it yet, let us know. Anyway, time to shut up and play the hits. What do we have today, Owen? I give you power, but oh, well, also, thank you. you know. Oh, <laughs> the song. <laughs> that was bad um i give you power but also we get to talk this there's three versions you know yes so i mean what, what's the one no cars go we're doing two different episodes right but that's different because wow. they're on two different albums versus just this where um where it's just different kind of the same way we didn't do an afterlife remix yeah i'm just gonna say for everyone's sake we're not gonna do three different episodes <laughs> or the, the flashbulb eyes we didn't do the flashbulb eyes uh you know what i mean yeah second version mm-hmm. this is the second song but um yeah to get right into it so all of them were released on january 19th 2017 this is the day before trump's inauguration mm-hmm. 
It was uh, the original is three minutes, 43 seconds long, about 4.5 million listens on Spotify. The second is the instrumental, three minutes and about 43 seconds, uh, 175,000 listens. And then the other is the Broken Speaker remix, which is two minutes and 58 seconds and has about 730,000 listens on Spotify. And the Broken Speaker remix, it kind of adds a drum machine. There's, like I think, some more organ added. In general, it's more interesting, a little bit shorter, too. Uh, Isn't there more organ on the original? Oh, I, I'd have to listen to it again. <laughs> One of them has more organ. I think it's the original. Yeah. The very intervention. We'll get to music later. Yeah. Um, um, to go along with the song, though, is uh, there's definitely. A, I guess this is out, this is like bordering whether this is basic facts or not, or just general talking. But uh, the band tweeted it along with the release. It's they said mm-hmm. it's never been more important that we stick together and take care of each other. And uh, they also donated all the proceeds from this song to the ACLU, so American Civil Liberties Union. However, obviously, I mean, it was released online, so proceeds is probably not huge. Yeah, once it gets to YouTube. Also, because it's Tidal, I, I mean, I think it's just royalties, not because, yeah. you know, or I guess iTunes or whatever. No, Tidal exclusive. Well, there's no sales, right? So Yeah, because Win and Regine are a big stakeholder in Tidal. Um I don't know how I don't know how they're doing. I don't know how Title's doing, but uh it's certainly not a market leader. But yeah, when the whole band, they're all doing fairly well just because they they're all they've always been independent, you know, and so they get all of their royalties and all of the money from their songs, which is, you know, great. They're not businessmen, they're a business man. <laughs> to quote Jay Z, yeah. founder of Title. <laughs> hey, wow. This is only gonna get worse. <laughs> Uh, but then also you have to continue the basic facts. This is song has never been played live by the band, I want to say. So Winner Regine did do, there's an art exhibition in Paris near the Louvre where they're part of it. And they sang it, but it was, really, it was just Winner Regine and Win really recited the acapella with a little bit of drums in the background. And in that case, I think it felt like more of a chant than a song. There was no Mavis Staples. And but the thing was, it happened in I think it was what like May of 2016, which showed that it was actually before Trump was elected that they wrote the song. So a lot of people are going to draw ties because it was released right before the inauguration that oh this is an anti-Trump song. But I think in general it's more of a protest song about yeah. I, I mean we can get into this further later, but not necessarily anti-Trump, but more protest mm-hmm. in general educational to politicians mm-hmm. um yeah this is another one it's back to back where we have a lot of information from the band specifically that's another thing i i don't know i mean it's credited to at arcade fire which means all of them but i think that's just something that they do i don't know how much like tim was involved with this or sarah you know what i mean yeah um Oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, side note, you know what I saw? There's a festival coming to the island or to here or somewhere in Canada. Owen Pallet's playing at it. Nice. It's it's not here. It's somewhere. But, yeah, huh, I, I I didn't know he still makes music. That's cool. Anyway, so on the Zane Lowe's show, Wynn said, the song was made to come out now. That's one of the beautiful things about the time we're in. You can just put something out. It's the eve of the inauguration, and I think it's easy to get sucked into sitting on your couch and checking your news feed and watching things on CNN. And we're musicians, and the only thing we really have to offer is our music. And then um, and then he says, I talked to Mavis last night, and she said, 
How more than ever we have to come together and hold on to each other. For us, it's a feeling of solidarity. To not feel powerless and focus on what we can do as individuals and try to do our part. With every artist, you have to do what's in your heart. It's an instinctive thing. You have to listen to that little voice. It's really crazy times. Naturally, a lot of art comes out of that. And then he said about the song that Mavis Staples is one of my favorite people on earth and I've been fortunate enough to sing with her a couple times and we just have a really beautiful relationship with her as a band. We're just really honored to sing with her. That's a, there's a familial feeling singing with her. We just wanted to try and put something in the world. So I think that maybe um, the way it came up, like they were working with her and given her background as a civil rights leader, this is just kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, songs will be always be viewed in the situation in which they were presented. So I mean, yeah, to, oh, oh, without a doubt, to ignore when they released the date. I mean, like, they they did release it on that date because of the situation, the current political situation. Mm -hmm. But you, you, don't, you wouldn't say they wrote the song because of the no. political situation. Oh, something we didn't mention either is that they have been kind of playing this live at the end of Power Out snippets, yeah, snippets of it. Um, but not when we saw it. No. Uh. Yeah, so, or I guess one more thing before we get into it. Them working with Mavis because they're staples. Uh, so sta <laughs> them working with Mavis because they're friends. Thinking about how they also worked with James Murphy. And I think I've mentioned it on a couple episodes ago. But uh, other people that I think would be cool for them to work with. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we saw Jack White here in Vancouver. And... I think that would be cool. I think that um, in one way that they connect is that he doesn't use set lists. And, you know, Wynn was saying that he likes DJing because he can feel the, uh, the like, mood of the crowd and really control that. And that's what Jack White does with his non-use of set lists, that he really reads the, the mood of the audience. I think that's something they can kind of bond over. Uh, but I feel like if they worked with Jack, they would really go back to the kind of suburbs acoustic instrument acoustic instruments but not electronic instruments yeah i don't know it's interesting because both bands released more electronic albums like it's their most recent albums oh yeah i suppose so but maybe, maybe they doubled down oh. on uh boarding house reach album mm -hmm. like that one that jack just released so yeah i i also i don't i also feel like i mean i don't know how much win and will want to go back to their southern roots but I could see them relating to Jack's fascination and love of the blues and really old school blues. I could see them getting behind that. I, I don't think this is going to happen, but, um, but I think it'd be cool. Um, yeah, the other collaborations we get, I, I can see Richard Reed Perry collaborating with the Dessner brothers, the way that um, just, just Justin, Ver Justin Vernon of Bon Iver just collaborated with the Dessner brothers for their project uh, Big Red Truck. I could see Richard Reed because he's friends with them. Um, these new albums coming out, and yeah, you never know. Uh, anyway, the song. The song. What? How did you feel when this song came out, Owen? Because it's recent. Uh, how did I feel? I don't know. I was interested. I say, I'll. I don't know if I was worried. I think that's where you're going with this. Is was I worried? Because it was released what like. How much before Reflector? January, February, March, April, May, June. So six months before everything now. Before everything now, sorry. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that 
worried. I, I had trust in the band that they would choose the right sound, I think. I think what you're, you're, what you're trying to lead me here is you're trying to say <laughs> uh, that you were really worried that, that everything now would sound like this, right? I wasn't. Well, initially, I remember listening to this. I'm like, I really don't love this. But then really taking it as it came that I thought that this was something they wrote quickly or not, not, especially when he said the whole thing about you're able to write something and release it timely. Uh, I, yeah, I really thought that I, I kind of settled in all that being said, I didn't listen to this one a lot. Um, I listened to it like maybe two times when it came out maybe like another two times since it came out. And then like, however many, like five to 10 times for this episode. Yeah, it's it, people have different tastes, and maybe some. If you really like this song, you know, let us know. But it's it's not for me. Um, yeah, there's a music video that's just a mixer, and uh, I mean, this isn't really something that usually would bring up. It's a mixer like the one we have in front of us right now in the studio, and from left to right with the little uh, dials, there's two drum ones, two bass ones, one Mavis vocals one, one vocal one, one tambourine keys. And two with, I don't know if you remember this, Owen, for the first time seen, the Everything Now Infinity symbol. Like oh. the last two on the very right have a piece of tape on the bottom with that that little eight. Yeah. Like the, the sideways one with a little like. The infinity the, symbol? Either the, the, yeah, the infinity symbol with either like a C beside it or an R, like the rights reserved or the copyright. I don't know which one is very small. But yeah, like. They, they didn't write Everything Now within that six month period. I think they might have like taken a a uh, break because when said that on everything now that they wrote hundreds of songs yeah. um and theoretically uh, supposedly we're going to be getting the or rumored we're going to be getting those soon i'm really excited for so am i the b-sides imagine if we do get like 40 not just like five i don't think they're gonna release we're gonna 40. Th- that pod for almost another year of our podcast <laughs> see but that's also like if they release 40 that's gonna be a, you're gonna be a a force here. I don't know. Like people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, this podcast called it before they did the most unexpected thing ever, releasing forty B sides." Yeah, Arcade Fire sings the everything now B sides. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you have anything else to say before we get into the lyrics? Nope. Do you want to rattle off the entire song? You want me to rattle you off? Go the ahead. Ah uh, no, it's a lot. I just I give you power over me. I give you power, but now I gotta be free. I give you power, but now I say I give you power. I can take it away. I can take it away. Woo. And then they repeat that a lot, and then eventually we get to I can take it away. Watch me take it away. Watch me. I can take it away. Watch me take it away. Watch me now. And then a bunch more repeat. A lot of repeats, and then. But now I got to be free. I got to be free. I give you power. I give you power. But now I say, but now I say, I give you power. I give you power. I can take it away. I can take it away. And then uh, repeat until the end, until I take, I can take it away. Well, oh, 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 I give you power, power. Where do you think it all comes from? Huh? Who gives you power, power? Where do you think it all comes from? I give you power. I can take it away. Watch me take it away. Watch me. I can take it away. Watch me. I can take it away. Watch me. What what do you have to say about the lyrics of this song going? Um, that was the really shortened version too. Uh, if he had done all of them, we'd be here for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it kind of like my overall theme for this song is it's not a song; it's a chant. It's more of like a rally cry. Mm-hmm. And B 
because of that, it's not gonna, we're not going to look at it like the same. I'm not going to dissect it the same as I would like other songs. There's really one line. Yeah. It's yeah, you're right. Like a chant, like at a rally, people could yell, "I give you power, I can take it away." Like, "I give you power, I can take it away." Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's why I got when I watched like the live video in mm-hmm. France at the rally. There, it was like wind, just kind of telling people, "Like, I give you power," and it's like it's like it's I don't know, it's yeah, it's more of a chant than anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's a very lyrically sparse song because it's like it also could be like a dance song. That's very straightforward in what it does. Like, I mean, we're as uneducated and biased. Something we haven't said in a long time about you know the political situation in the U.S. as much as other people would. But uh, from a more like macro perspective of the political, it's uh, you know very straightforward. Politics, democracy, you know, power to the people, and you know they 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 stabbed Caesar. Um, yeah, it's very not a lot to unpack here that. You know, for politicians to think that like people voted for you. What's that? Monty, what's that Monty Python quote? It's like the power generates from the masses. You ever, oh, seen, you ever seen it? Not a single Monty. You know, oh. I feel like we even talked about that in an episode. I've never seen a single Monty Python. It isn't making a lot of money. Uh, yeah, like the Holy Grail, and it's, uh, there's a peasant, and the, the king comes up, and he's like, "I rule over you. I'm your king." And the peasant says, "You know, the power generates from the masses." But <laughs> do you have anything else for the lyrics? Uh, yeah, the call and response. Mm. This is uh, I, I I like so what what I like about the song I mean I, I was gonna save this for when I get my rating what I like about the song winds kind of like falsetto high like I don't mind that like it's pretty fun like if you, you do get, like the male falsetto you've said that a lot I know I love your favorite Black Keys song is Everlasting Light mm-hmm. male falsetto and just in general I like a male fal- like this isn't a full falsetto I wouldn't say this is uh, it's no my body is a cage yeah no but like I think like I I wouldn't mind if he or pulled, we don't deserve love I wouldn't mind if he uh pulled it out more you know that's uh, I like it. Uh, Mavis Staples, powerful voice, powerful person, uh, sticks out. And, like, the call and response is good, but there's not, there's nothing to the call and response. It's like, she says something, he says something, but it's not a conversation. It's not it's a, a story. Chant. It's a, it's a chant. So. Yeah. Musically, online, someone pointed out that it sounds like Gold Digger. I love that. Like the, she take my money, <laughs> I'm in need. Yeah, yeah. I give you power. Over me. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, he talks about neon Bible organs at the end. That's cool. Um, now, whether you love it or hate it or are indifferent, I think this sounds like the musical warm-up for chemistry. I mean, at this point, we've all heard my born-again chemistry stuff. And if you – that's on previous episodes. I don't know which one. But I think that all that being said, musically, chemistry is miles better than this. Um yeah, but I think that that's something like like that that kind of lighter dance beat is something that they I feel like they recorded chemistry and like oh let's do something like that again for this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, which which might be another thing why it's credited to the full band, although I think it's much more that they just don't credit themselves individually, but that it could be this is based on some music that they wrote. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh yeah, the broken speaker mix. Uh, I don't. I don't remember enough that it sticks out. What's different compared to the flashbulb eyes one? Yeah. Um, how many? I have with the spoken word poet. Or oh yeah, it's like this, that. That was yeah. Uh, do you have a rating? 
I have my metric is watches in the night. <laughs> That's oh. like it was a real like uh, take what's there and kind of yeah. I taken taken. Th- there's not much to go off on this. Uh, one. My metric is give you gives you power. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I give it one and a half out of five. Okay. Well, why is that? So I list. I already said kind of why I liked it. Like the call and response, maybe staples, winds falsetto, but. One like weakness is I thought the acapella version was much better, and that doesn't count as a song. That's mm-hmm. not what it's recorded. But I thought that was more powerful, better, more interesting to listen to. Is just like this is not. It's just kind of bad. In my in my opinion, bad electronic. Not. It's not for you. Not for me. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. I think like maybe if it's like a little bit of a test of what they could work on for everything now. Maybe if like this is like their practice and like they built on it then it would have more value. But as a song to listen to, it's not a song to listen to, it's a chant. And I won't rate it against other songs. Yeah. Um, and it's something, yeah, it's, it's, this could be, some people might love this. And I'm not saying this is a bad song, but for me, um, uh, before I get into it, just a bit about that, like I'm saying now at the end of the year, my chemistry rating is going to change because like regardless of whether I like it more or dislike it, I have a definitive what a one is. And that's the five years David Bowie song to which they're credited as one of the lead artists, but they only sing the chorus. Now, five years, banger of a song. That version as an Arcade Fire song, one. And so as an Arcade Fire song, a cover, or not cover, as an Arcade Fire song, I also give this a 1.5. I've never once gone out of my way to find this song, I think seeing it with power out would be a cool outro, but I'd have to be sold on it. Right now, I yeah, 1.5. I I didn't even have this in my iTunes before getting ready for this episode. And I have from albums, live cuts, alternates, bootlegs and what have you, I have 277 Arcade Fire songs including this one now. I think this is the longest anyone's talked about this song. Yeah, but if you feel differently, feel free to email us. And yeah, if this is your favorite, if you think this is convinced, yeah, prove, prove us wrong. Or not prove us wrong, but change our minds. Anyway, next week, here comes the nighttime number one with a guest who you'll hear next week. Anyway, uh, you've been a wonderful audience. We've been Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.